Hello, everyone. You're listening to Elisa Unfiltered Living Life Out Loud, the podcast. My name is Elisa Curry-Lowitz, and I'm here today speaking from the heart to inspire and motivate you to be your best self. There is so much more to life than the nine to five daily grind, and I want to share all of my secrets with you. So let's get started. doing today hello 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 oh my gosh I sound like Matthew McConaughey has anyone actually heard uh this is a tangent right away first tangent (laughs) um that Matthew McConaughey is like trending right now because he recorded this like bedtime story situation where Matthew McConaughey will read you to sleep and it's like this really long story that he gets quieter and quieter and his words make less and less sense and you just like your brain goes to sleep I don't know like that is a fascinating idea and Matthew McConaughey has a really distinctive like lovely man voice (laughs) in my opinion I kind of had a a medium crush on him um, as a celebrity growing up I mean, he's pretty good looking, I guess, but this has nothing to do with his acting skills. It's all like this audio thing. Very cool. I actually fall asleep really easily and quite quickly most nights, Um, but I want to try it. If you've tried it, message me or something. Okay, let's get to the show. This is Elisa here. You are listening to the Elisa Unfiltered Living Life Out Loud podcast. So happy that you're joining me today for another solo episode. And that's what happens when we do these solo episodes. I go on tangents. That was my first one. (laughs) And wow, that's two episodes with just me in a row. I miss you guys. And I miss talking to you about all the shit that's been happening in my life. Look, I've already sworn today too. We've been on for two minutes. (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) Okay, today it is Wednesday, uh, September 2nd. What? September. We're in September. It's official. It's official. And honestly, I like today's show, when I was thinking about the subject, what I wanted to talk about, I, I was like reflecting on the last six weeks of my life. And the last six weeks have been maybe even eight weeks. I can even go as far as two months have been a complete blur. And I'll tell you why. I feel like ever since COVID started in March, the pace in which I operate, so my day-to-day pace has changed so many times, you know? And and when this happens, it's almost like a new form of stress in my in my body and I have to adapt and make all these shifts and be very present and in my body to acknowledge that, you know, my pace used to be 50 to 55 hours a week. That was pre-COVID. So before COVID hit, I was working nonstop. Plus, you know, I work in social media, so my hours are crazy. And even when I wasn't quote unquote at work or like working, my brain was on because I was always being creative and I was mentally planning future projects. And, you know, inspiration comes at various times of the day. So I would get inspired and then, you know, start to coordinate my next day. I just felt like I was always on. It was, uh, it's this thing, it's this place, it's this state that I I really like to be and I like to put myself into that work a million hours a day or always busy my mind. Uh, very interesting. And then and then bam, 
I went from 55 hours to nothing. And what a feeling. What a fucking feeling. I, I, I personally, so you may know this about me. I'm not sure, but I, I work for small businesses in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada, and I specialize in social media marketing. So I specialize in helping small business develop a social media presence. I teach, I manage, I um, create content, tons of, tons of services there for small business. I love small business. I love teaching owners how to be comfortable and give them tips and trips tricks on building their social presence and their profitable profitable platforms. That's a tongue twister apparently. And and that being said, when COVID hit, all of my business, all of the businesses that I worked for or worked with closed. <laughs> they all shut down. And some of them for months. And only now are we getting back to a place that small businesses are reaching out again for social media support, like their budgets are there, their things are happening. We're kind of uh, all collectively here in Canada, in Ottawa, um, Ontario more specifically, finding our flow here in this pandemic. And I don't want to say, dare I say things are getting back to normal? I don't know. Things are feeling more safe and regulated. I'll put it that way. That's like a new normal. I hate that term new normal. Oh my God. I've used it in the past so many times. And just in this moment, I hate it. Anyways. Okay. Rambling. Let's get back to those first two months. They were weird. Like, Oh, that was weird. What happened? And I know that it was weird for every single person listening right now. Like we all have had our own experiences and interpretations of what is going on in the world or was going on in the world. And I want to quickly just share a little bit of mine before I get into my point here. <laughs> because yes, I know I did an episode a couple months ago about this, but I want to touch on something else because I think when it when it I want to talk about that pace change, the pace change from COVID um, and the world, the world pace change and my individual pace change. So so I think what I did, what happened what, when we shut down, I tried to avoid slowing down. All right. That was my, my that was my initial thing, like my gut reaction. So I tried to fill the gaps in my time and I did everything to avoid being with myself and just acknowledging and accepting that everything can change in an instant. I didn't want to believe that. And I've been conditioned in my life to, uh, you know, have this illusion that I'm in control or that things around me, I can control the things around me. Interesting thought, isn't that? Um, but also recognize how important busying myself really was to me. Or should I say how busying myself was habitual for me? It was a ha- I had a habit of doing that. Whether it was serving me or not, that's what I did. That's what I do. And I started doing, you know, I wasn't working anymore. So I started doing weekly, po- oh, excuse me. I just hit the mic there. <laughs> I mean, I'm talking with my hands. Uh, I started doing weekly podcasts instead of bi-weekly. So I was like, yeah, let's amp up the show. I can add this and do that and interview all these amazing people. And, you know, I made all these promises to myself. I was going to run more and cook all these amazing things and eat better and write my book and build my online coaching uh, program and create my signature course. And those first two months, 
I was saying all of these things in my brain over and over about all the things I wanted to do and should be doing. And I was doing none of those things. Yes, I actually, I take that back because I started to cook a lot and I was making delicious things um, and really connecting to my food. Um, so, however, within all of the other promises that I made, I just, I wasn't doing it. I had no, it wasn't because I didn't want to do it. I don't think like there's a line there. I think what it was, was I had no capacity to do it. I literally had no capacity to do anything, (laughs) which at the time was impossible to admit to myself. I wanted to be that person who, you know, pivoted their business immediately and was like totally cool and super fine and totally under control and having my shit together. (laughs) Okay. Like, And that's kind of how I was projecting myself because I didn't want anyone to know that I was indeed suffering, all right? And I watched my friends pivot their business and create new ones out of thin air. It was like magic. And I I got inspired by some people for sure. And it was great. But in those brief moments of inspiration, they were like blips. They were literally like fucking in and out. I made a million promises to myself And then I broke a million promises to myself. I broke them all, right? And it's funny because I remember in early May, which was just before my birthday. So my birthday is May the 12th. I was chatting to one of my friends, uh, Nina, and she, and I even said to her, we were kind of updating each other on our lives. and And I said, maybe I don't want to start coaching again. Maybe... I don't even want to build my signature course. Like maybe I don't want that. I said that out loud. And I remember saying that thinking it was the most honest thing I've said to myself or someone else in a long time. It's funny how that happens and how we make statements knowing deep down in our guts that they're either true or not true. And when we know that they're untrue, we immediately justify what we said or deny it or bury it or accept that lying is better than telling the truth at some point or at some level. (laughs) Isn't that interesting? And I did it all the time. Like I was not true to my word. If you read the four agreements, I think it's the second agreement is be true to your word. And that's something that I've been practicing for a long time. And I really, it's, it's actually so beneficial to me and has really helped me to connect to myself and connect to my knowing. I know that I can trust my feelings. I know that I can trust myself because I don't lie to myself. However, that, that response to this pace change and to this shift in the pandemic was to start lying. How interesting. And it was to start making up these promises that my life can be better or will be better at some point in the future. I was just like spitting shit out there, but I knew that it wasn't true and I knew that I didn't have the capacity. All all interesting. And I mean, I have to say, looking back, I can really observe how I was not true to my word in many instances. And also, I want to make one thing super clear that I'm saying this not to shame myself at all. I'm not shaming myself at all. This is me having non-judgmental awareness. This is me observing 
in a non-judgmental way my my mental state through the crisis and it's a beautiful opportunity for me to sit with that and hold that and give some compassion to that part of me that part of me that needs to be in a different place and make false promises because it's too painful just to sit and be because <laughs> I was like I was struggling I was struggling and I was lying to myself. Ugh. I was creating so much distrust with my knowing because of all the bullshit white lies that I was spewing. Like sometimes those little white lies don't seem like much, but when you do it all the time, you create this sense of disconnection to your truth. You're disconnecting, you're, you're abandoning who you are in those moments. Whether you agree with me or not, or you believe it or are aware of it or not, you are abandoning yourself when you make these lies or you make these promises that you know. Now, there's a different thing to say, like you are going to do something and you try it and it doesn't work or it fails or you can't do it. That's all all, all good. We, we all do that. But the intention is knowing that that's going to happen versus knowing that it's not. <laughs> okay, do you get what I'm saying? Um, I was putting the priority more or less by doing these lies on like, I don't know, the wishing instead of the baby steps to shift. I'm going to get to those baby steps in a bit and, and, and what I started to do in my life to be at peace with myself. And I, I think that's the best way to say, say it because when we are true to ourselves, there's less controversy going on in our brains there. There's less distrust in there. You're more at peace. So I think, I think that's the ultimate feeling that I, I really, um, love feeling in my my brain and in my body is is at peace and in full alignment uh with who I am you know whether my situation is good or bad when I'm in alignment I know I can handle myself I know I can handle it I can get through it I can do it and even if that means watching Netflix <laughs> or maybe it means running a, a damn marathon I don't know whatever it is I know I can handle it when I'm in alignment so uh however Going back, so one day, after those first two months, there was a, one day in June, I woke up with the capacity and space to let go of all the shame and the guilt and the lack of worth and to be honest, the bullshit stories about my life. I just, like, let it go. I just sort of flowed and and rose out of my body. And I, and I very much believe that it was because of the self-care practices that I was doing. It was my self-care that put me, that, that gave me that capacity. I shifted on my own. It didn't take the world around me to change, to be okay, all right? It took me and my responsibility to myself to change. It wasn't, a power, like that was a, that was actually a powerful statement right there. Let's go back. It didn't take the world around me to change for me to be okay. It took me and my responsibility to myself to change. The world didn't give me my job back, nor did I win the lottery or have someone do the work for me. I did the work and I changed it. Like what a concept. I stayed in my self-care I stayed with my self-care practice. So what happened in June was that I gave space for myself to grieve 
what was. And yes, you can grieve your life. You can grieve anything you feel that you have lost in your life, regardless of what it is. And that could be, you know, people, jobs, material things, relationships, and so on and so forth. In fact, grieving is a crucial part to healing and forgiving. Yet it's also not part of our culture when it comes to things like changing our story, letting go of beliefs, certain beliefs about who we are, belief systems that we have implemented and ingrained in our lives so deeply within us, nor does it accept grieving or, or on forgiving ourselves. Like grieving and experience, grieving and experience, grieving and experience. Let me say it five more times. Grieving and experience and letting it go is a thing. It is very much a thing. And when we're in tune to that and we can sit in that space and grieve what is lost, regardless of what it is, we start to fill our cups a little bit and we can show compassion and love for that part that hurts and that part that needs love and compassion. When we're grieving, we need to hug ourselves and we need to soothe and and be there for us, be there for ourselves. It's so important. I mean, what a concept. And what I learned in that grieving process, what I learned about myself was that deep down I was so angry that that I was no longer, you know, building my social media business, which I'd been building for four years and just like that, it went to shit. And I was trying to bury that anger amongst many other feelings. I was trying to stuff it down and pretend like it didn't matter. And I, I fell into everyone's in crisis. Why is my crisis worse mentality? Like, that was not a healthy space for me to be in because I was discrediting my anger, my sadness, my pain, my struggle, my worth, my work, my identity as an entrepreneur and so on and so forth. I was discrediting that and making excuses and assumed that my struggle wasn't as bad as other people's and I should just be grateful. Meanwhile, I had liquid hot fucking burning hot magma <laughs> boiling in my body. I was a dragon who was trying to act like a bird. Okay. And so it took me a hot second to recognize that I needed to feel those feelings and pretending like they are not there is missing the point of feelings. It's missing the point of having feelings in the first place. Feelings are meant to be felt period. Big, big giant period stamped it right there. And so yeah, June hit and I acknowledged all of this on my own. And I developed the capacity to grieve. I had the capacity to see that this is my life. And I'm going to take responsibility for it. You know, these little shifts happen often. Uh, for me, I really love them. I they they teach me so much. Because I've literally been, you know, I've grown up, I've grown up under the condition or the conditioning that it's always someone else's fault. You made me feel that way. The world's out to get me. Like how many times have you said that to yourself? I don't know. I say that I overgeneralize and over-exaggerate this shit all the time. I like, you made me so mad. This is, this is so unfair. Life is so unfair. It's all your fault. Those types of things. Anyways, um, I, 
I hold a lot of gratitude for the, I have to say, for the amazing people in my life as well who helped me through this because once I took responsibility for my life, I I needed support and love and I, I made people hug me a lot. <laughs> and, and, you know, listen to me and sit with me and be with me. It's a, it's a big part of that. And I'm super grateful for those people that helped me. So, so yeah, June was big because I, I, I grieved what was so that I could make space for what is. It's a big statement right there. I'm going to say it again. June was big because I grieved what was so that I could make space for what is. And I love that. And that is when I had this brilliant idea to hire a business coach. And you know what? I freaking got to work creating my course, my signature coaching course. And the work that I put into the program is now because if I had if I had created it in that different space, in that space of loss, it wouldn't be the same. I created this content from this place of knowing my truth and of experiencing the evolution of what self-care does and experiencing the forgiveness and the letting go and the love and the compassion for myself, but also acknowledging that I do suffer and I have some healing to do, that this is a practice that is not over. <laughs> and it was the building the course was an incredible experience for me. Because I, I, I actually put it all down, finally. I put it all down on paper and created this step-by-step -step course within a hand-holding sort of framework. And I have, I've completely shifted. I completely shifted my outlook on life and how becoming aware and taking radical responsibility for myself was everything. So the content in the course is genuine. It's relatable. It's filled with love, compassion, honesty, and I don't know, like drive, <laughs> passion. <laughs> um, and, and, you know, going back, allowing myself to feel my feelings, which, by the way, kind of sucks because feelings are hard sometimes and it wasn't pretty, but it gave me my capacity to find my truth again. That's what I want. I, I keep saying that same thing over and over again because it's so important. I found the capacity to find my truth again. And, and honestly, it reminded me that I'm a coach. And I'm a natural born leader in many ways. And that sounds kind of weird to say out loud, but I love coaching. I love it. I'm passionate about it. I, I love watching people do the work and step into their power, whatever that might look like. So, okay. So I'm telling you all of this for a reason, actually for a few reasons. The first one is because this process can be foreign to a lot of us. The process of, of, um, like the word shift in this instant, but the process of recognizing when we're avoiding ourselves or we're in our uh, a negative ha habitual spiral, maybe that's a better way to say it. Uh, the first is, is, is it's because, well, it's, uh, it's, it's foreign. <laughs> the process is foreign to us, especially women who are taught to swallow and then carry their feelings because expressing them means that you're weak or whatever, you know? And I wanna say that the process is also intimidating and scary and uncomfortable and icky because we don't wanna admit or take responsibility for agreeing to certain beliefs and habits and behaviors. We've agreed to them. We're doing them because we agreed to it at some level. And it's mainly because 
doing that would be to admit that we've agreed to something that causes us pain, right? Interesting concept, isn't it? Like for me to be telling you all of this and okay, for me to actually say these things out loud that I have made mistakes and I have treated myself with disrespect and I hold on to my pain and keep it close because it's familiar and comfortable. I don't like it, but I'm convinced that managing it is far less scary than letting it go and making room for something new. I'll tell you that much. Saying all of this stuff out loud is also me being extremely vulnerable. I'm sharing my opinion and I acknowledge that not everyone's going to agree to it and that I'm still learning and we constantly, I'm constantly a student in this life. I want to constantly learn and be a student in this life. However, it all started with that very first move, okay? Being able to say these things out loud and without judgment started with a move, which is to listen to and hold space for that secret, quiet, little whispering voice in your mind that you are choosing all of this. And I say whisper because that's how often how it starts, like one fleeting whispering thought, like this behavior is not honoring my truth, or I'm not okay with this, or I don't want this, or I deserve more than this, or this is my responsibility, or this feeling is a learned behavior, or I am allowed to feel my feelings, or I no longer need this pain, you know, like whatever the, whatever that whispering thought is, to listen to it and hear yourself out a little bit here, hear yourself out instead of having that ego brain and your knowledge, the voice of knowledge, I really like that term, your voice of what you know, take over and start convincing you to avoid, avoid, avoid. This is scary. We can't face this. We can't feel our feelings. We're going to be weak and bad and terrible people if we are mad because we've lost our jobs. Like, what is that anyways? So this is how our knowing speaks to us. And we know it. And we can choose to avoid, suppress, numb, cope. You know, don't get me wrong. All of those things are fine and good. So keep doing them. If that's Honestly, if that's what's in your best interest to numb and avoid, do it. There's what I'm actually referring to is the point when you know that avoiding, suppressing, numbing and coping or whatever isn't enough. It's not good enough. You are ready to face the truth at some level and heal yourself or at least begin the first baby steps in taking responsibility for the way you feel, which is also healing. Okay, so. One of the other reasons I meant, wait, does that all make sense? That was kind of a lot of stuff. That was big. I I would, if you need more clarification on this, shoot me a DM because this is a big, this is a big topic when we are avoiding. And I, like I said, it's okay to do that. So if you know that you're avoiding, just sit with that space. You can sit with that energy and observe that, right? <laughs> um. And one of the the other reasons I mentioned some of my struggles earlier is because I want to give you guys a few quick tips on how to begin creating space for yourself to feel because that's a big part of it, creating that space. And if you're listening, um, if you're actually listening to this podcast before September 8th and you want to join me for my free web- webinar, it's on how to level up your relationship to yourself, which talks about 
this kind of stuff and a heck of a lot more, then press pause right now and go to my Instagram and sign up through the link in my bio. It's going to fill and once it's full, then it's full and it's game over. So if you're interested, sign up right now and then come back to listen to the rest of the show. <laughs> um, creating space for yourself. Creating space for yourself to feel is a beautiful practice and we are going to deep dive into our feelings and emotional space and why we do the things we do and and we're going to talk about our relationships to ourselves. We're like we are going to talk about what we value in a relationship with others and then how we hold different standards for ourselves and what that actually looks like. So it's going to be really fun. Anyways, and for those of you who are, are in the mindset where you want to shift and it seems impossible uh, and make all these promises just like I did <laughs> that, you know, deep down are half ass and you're just trying to build momentum or motivation or whatever it is. And you're just trying, you're trying but you keep going back to the status quo or that I like to call it regular scheduled programming, then I challenge you right now to implement these five little vibrational shifts, these daily exercises, these five little tips, okay? Or at least keep them close to you and be reminded of them when you're facing adversity. If you don't wanna do it every day, try and do it when things are shitty (laughs) or feel shitty in your day. These are not groundbreaking in the sense that you've probably heard of all of them and you might even be doing some of them, especially if you've worked with me in the past or done any of my challenges, which if you are, keep going. However, these are all practices that I do daily and you know what, they they may not contribute to a groundbreaking shift for you. However, I guarantee that you will 100% change your vibration and your inner energy. Okay. (laughs) All right. So here we go. Number one. Stand in front of a mirror. You can do this naked. I like doing it naked, but regardless if you're naked or not, stand in front of a mirror and look at yourself in the eyes. Look deep into your own eyes and say, I love you. Add your name. I say, Alisa, I love you. Every day, tell yourself, look yourself in the eye and tell your deep down soul of your being that you love it. Okay. Number two, when you're in the shower and you are washing your body parts, however you like to wash them, I use a loofah and I lather up a lot of soap. I wash each part and I tell that part of my body how much I love it and appreciate it. So my arms, arms, I love you. Thank you. My legs, my feet, my abdomen, my butt, my shoulders, my face, my neck, you know, I might not necessarily tell every single part uh, personally, like aren't like label them, but as I'm moving up and down my body, I tell it how much I love it. All right, it's an it's an incredibly uh, grounding practice. I had a lot of resistance to it at first, and I'm going to talk about resistance in a second. But once you start to do it every time, every single time you're in the shower, try it. It's awesome. Okay, the third thing is write down, I'm going to say a minimum of 10. That seems like a lot, but just fucking do 10, okay? (laughs) 10 ways you want to feel in your life. I don't care what it is. I don't care if it changes every single day. You want to do 10 different things a day or it's just 10 ways you want to feel, whether that's happy. Be specific. Actually, don't use happy. Everyone wants to feel happy. Be way more specific than that. All right, like courageous, uh, loving, 
uh, healthy, those types of things, okay? Create 10 and put them on a list and put them somewhere that you can read them every single day. Mine's in the ma- my bathroom mirror. I read them every single day. I remind myself every day. So remind yourself and your body how you want it to feel every day. It's, it's a great little thing. It's easy. Number four, create an affirmation of health. Now, this can be short and sweet, and you can say it to yourself every day. I, you can also use mine. My affirmation is actually written on a piece of paper, and it's hanging on my wall in my office. I do read it every single day. This is it. I say, I, Elisa, have reached total health freedom. So you can do that. I, insert your name, have reached total health freedom. Interesting. I want, I'm, I'm curious to know what kind of vibration that holds for you. And if you say it right now, I challenge you to say it right now. Go for it. I blank have reached total health freedom. What kind of vibration does that hold in you? Like, how did that feel? I'm very interested, interested to know. I wish this was a two-way conversation. Sheesh, guys. Okay. <laughs> and the last but not least, uh, like, this is probably should have been the first thing I said, but it is meditation. Five minutes of meditation. Sit close your eyes. I don't care how you sit, lay down, whatever, get comfortable, get in your pajamas and close your eyes and focus on your breath. And that's it. Any thoughts that come in, just let them go. Keep focusing on your breath. Whether you need to do a count, you can breathe in for four inhales, exhale for four, something like that. Focus on your breath. You can set an alarm if you want, because at first you're going to be meditating or doing this for 30 seconds and it's going to seem like an hour. Uh, five minutes is not a long period of time. Anyone can do anything for five minutes. And so set your alarm and just do it. Just do it. Focus on your breath or focus on breathing in colors that enrich your life or breathing in swirls or air or whatever it is. Focus on the breath for five minutes and, and let go of the thinking mind. Um, the one beautiful thing, that's it. Those are my five tips. And and the beautiful thing about all these, these things is that they're completely free, you guys, yet tremendously valuable. In fact, they're priceless gifts. And if these things are challenging for you, again, that's this is where I want to talk about the resistance is, is observe that resistance. Honestly, all five of these things I had resistance to when I began to do it, when I began to practice them. Um, or I thought it was stupid or it wasn't going to work or whatever. That's all resistance as well. I'm telling you that this is going to help you. And if we resist that, that's, that's on us. That's on, that's on me. And I, I, I take responsibility for all the times I resisted doing things that would help me because there, there is some sort of comfort in holding my pain, which I want to talk about maybe in the future. But I, I have a good friend actually who I suggested that she use the affirmation of total health freedom and she couldn't even say the words. I don't know if anyone listening had a hard time saying it when I asked you as well. She couldn't say the words. They were so untrue or foreign or however she justified it in her brain and she was in so much denial that she couldn't, she couldn't, she refused to even say it. She refused to say it and she was that she refused to acknowledge that she had reached total health freedom, whether that was true or not. And and that's not the point. The point is to heal yourself. Okay, that's the point. 
It is to do the work and not make up bullshit lies, but to remember that you are not broken and that your body is, is free. You have health freedom in your body. Your body is working for you every single day and it's perfect. Your body is perfect. Every single person listening here today and on planet Earth is perfect. So if you're resisting that statement, observe the story that you have around perfection, maybe. Maybe that's what it is. Or observe the story you have around your health and how you want your health to be. What what are the what are you holding on to health-wise that's giving you some stuckness there that you're stuck on? And who you uh and just observe what you don't believe about that statement, okay? And that's it. That's all you need to do. Just observe. There's no judgment. Just sit with that a little bit. And as we work through our self-care practices and we face resistance, this pain or fear can also be a beautiful gift. It's <sighs> a hard one too to like really, really understand why it's a gift. I mean, maybe it doesn't feel like that at all in the moment. In the moment, you want to like cry and eat a tub of ice cream or be mad at someone or punch someone in the face, whatever it is. But they, they can be a gift. And and these places where we feel, you know, icky and or stuck and they can point us directly to the places that need our love and compassion, that need our empathy for ourselves. We need to empathize with ourselves, which we rarely do. Because <laughs> we're so hard on ourselves all the time. Like, ugh. And if you hate this topic altogether and you're super triggered and you're not even listening to me anymore, that's okay. But if you're triggered by anything I've said, that's also a gift. Observe that energy within you without judgment. You don't need to judge yourself for being triggered. However, if you are looking for a savior to get you out of that space or a thing or a place, you know, you're going to be looking for your whole life. You're going to be very disappointed over and over again. There's no white and shining prince or princess that's going to save you from yourself. You are the one who can save your own damn self. You are the boss here. You are in charge. Yes, this is a fucking grueling process sometimes, but things get better. Life can be fucking awesome. Life can be awesome. You know, and doing the same thing over and over and trying to see the beauty with the same shitty outcome is exhausting. It's fucking exhausting. You know, it's exhausting. Like, I mean, by all means, stay in that place if you need to. My point is only that you can decide when you've had enough and when you are ready to let it all the fuck go. Okay? Oh, and by the way, I can help. And I can help in a few ways. If you, well, here's the thing. I believe, believe me when I say that I hear you and I believe in you. And I know that you have suffered in your life. And that as we heal, oftentimes we have carried our pain and our suffering for so long that we have in fact lost sight of it. And I fully understand and can appreciate that we have all been less than kind to ourselves at one time or another. And I am here to help you fully offer love and forgiveness and acceptance and respect for yourself at a new level or at a different level as shifting that vibration. So we can do this together in a few ways. You can follow me on Instagram if you, if you haven't already. I blog there often and I give like, 
loving perspective shifts that are designed to help you, you know, take it or leave it uh, suggestions on how to shift basically. And you can subscribe to this podcast. If you haven't subscribed yet, press pause, come on, leave a five-star rating while you're there and a written review would be excellent. Uh, so you can come here every two weeks for insight. And if you're a regular listener already, thank you so, so much. I love you. I love all the subscribers the most. (laughs) So if you're a subscriber, I love you more. Thank you. Uh, you can, oh yeah, sign up for my Level Up sessions, which are all free one hour webinar sessions about topics relating to your life and how you can lift or level up your vibrational path. And like I said, the other one is on uh, September 8th, if you've signed up for it. Yay, I can't wait to see you guys. And lastly, uh, you can sign up for my signature course. Now this is a big one. This is a six week life transforming program. It's called The Big Shift, Transform, Redesign, and Connect to Your Knowing. The first program begins October 5th, and it's going on sale to the public on September 14th, 2020. Level Up attendees all get a special discount code. So if you're interested in getting a deal and learning about yourself at a deeper level, then that's another fantastic reason to press pause and sign up for my September 8th Level Up session. Uh, I'm also giving all Elisa Unfiltered Living Life Out Loud listeners early access to the program. So if you're interested, email me at elisa at elisaunfiltered.com. That's E-L-I-S-A at elisaunfiltered.com. Or shoot me a DM on Instagram and I will send you all the details if you want to sign up and get that early access to the program. So yeah, those are the current ways. I am here to serve you and help you. I love this stuff. I love that you're here today and holding space for me. I'm holding space for you. We are not alone. We are literally all in this together. And I just feel like you have so much goodness in you that you're holding back. And I want you to live a life, a happy and fulfilled life, right? That's just a beautiful statement right there. Ah, okay. I think that's where I want to leave this today. I know I kind of rambled there for a bit and this is maybe a shorter episode. I don't know, but that's okay. I think there is a lot of feeling in this one and there's a lot of permission to feel and a lot of ways to keep feeling supported as you go along your path. So friendly reminder to do those five things, incorporate those five daily self-care things I mentioned. Keep going because you are beautiful. You are worthy and you matter. Okay, that's all for me today. If you loved this episode, please take a screenshot and share it on your social media. Don't forget to tag me at at Elisa Curry I would also love for you all to head over to Apple Podcasts or Google Play, hit that subscribe button, give this show a five-star rating and leave a written re- review. Thank you all so much for listening. Have the best day, everyone. Until next time.